Whoa there, Tim. Whoa. Park it up there. Park it up. I'm not... <laughs> that makes me like the reindeer now. <laughs> I don't like how this goes. Tim, the red-nosed reindeer. Uh, I always need it. a little comedy sound to uh, to kick us off. So, uh, Merry Christmas to yes. all podcast listeners. Arr. It's not Pirate Day. <laughs> that, was my, that was my R humbug. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right, uh, so right. we've kicked up. We haven't been drinking or anything. No. It's just Christmas. We're excited. We are a little bit excited. So, it's uh, been a good year, I think, uh, Danny. A bit of a mixed bag, but it's been odd. It's, it's probably the strangest year for work I've had. Completely. I think it's been tough for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's been in the same situation. Even high-profile writers are finding it difficult. This but year. that's been... that's Well, it's meant for... Well, you, you and me, because we work together on a project. You know, we've been working with different types of people and different types of things. And uh, I don't know, it sort of keeps it a bit fresh. You yes, know what I mean? It so it's been a bit of a strange time. Do you know what I mean? Because we've been working with different people on different things. Yeah. But we won't bring the tone down. So um, welcome to episode six, I think we're now, yep. of UK Scriptwriters. I'm Danny Stack. Tim the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Plague. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, special Christmas podcast to keep you going over the Christmas period and into the new year. Yeah. So, so what we got coming up? Well, um, the news is the first thing to kick off with. because Screenwriting it's a... news. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. And um, because there's been quite a bit this time, a few dates and things that people should be aware of. But before we get into that, the first thing I'd like to ask you about, Danny, is Red Planet Prize. Oh, yes. Um, so what's 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 up with that then? Because I think it's all been decided now, hasn't it? Everyone's been told. It now has. It, the winner's been announced this yeah. week. So right. we met earlier in the month with Kudos to talk about the last few finalists. So the winner now is a guy called Simon Glass, nice name, uh, who wrote a script called In the Flesh, which is very good. And so he's won, which is great. And so there's many runner-ups as well. So they'll all have mentorship and workshops in the new year. Yeah with kudos and red planet so that's that was only this week so yeah hot off the press what do they can i ask you what the what like kudos feel about it all um i'm sure they play and i'm sure they won't you know let you let you know the inside thinking of the whole thing but i mean what what do they are they not excited about it but are they were they impressed by the quality of the writing generally or do they think it's a bit of a burden to have to do this competition and not thinking about doing it next year yeah what no, can you tell us i think their mindset was that it is exciting but also from a practical point of view they were thinking well we can't seem to find the writers we want for our, our shows or for our new shows or whatever it might be and so they wanted to kind of put in the effort to reach out mm. I suppose and, mm. and to find the kind of hot new stuff that's coming through and it was it was Tony really Tony Jordan and Red Planet because they've worked together quite a lot and they've just done the nativity actually together oh yeah uh, which is on BBC at the moment um, and so they said yeah well let's do it um, and Kudos are involved with Shine as well mm. Shine's big idea thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I was shortlisted for that this year which is yeah, very exciting so that's good yeah um, but at the end of that we were pitching to the film guys so it was separate to the TV guys mm. but the film guys said it was so great just to kind of reach out and meet new writers again because you just get so stuck to the system of scripts coming at your desk it's just a name and a piece of paper You've no kind of connection with it. But if somebody comes in, 
you see them, you see the colour of their eyes, you see if they're funny, you see if yeah, they're charming. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised to hear them say that. Not surprised to hear that they enjoy that, but surprised to hear that people let things drift so far. Yeah, you just need because to shake, some, up, shake it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, you and me have to go out of our way to do that. I was thinking, well, am I exposing myself to enough new ideas at the minute? And so, you know, the answer was no. Obviously, as soon as you have that concern, you, you know the answer. So I've been trying to sort of like, you know, watch some more unusual things and, and um, uh, get back in and read some different people's blogs and so on, some new people's blogs, just because it, it kick-starts your brain again. Now, I, I, I feel when I'm not getting that. So surely they must be feeling, hmm, you know, we're not we're not quite getting the fresh stuff we're getting. And do something about it, you know what I mean? What's Absolutely. going on? That well, they... I think it came up in the Screenwriters Festival as well, and I think we may have mentioned it slightly in the last podcast, is like, a, they always say, where are all the new writers? Yeah. It's like, well, hello, we're yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it's like, why aren't you hanging out with us at the bar? Or, yeah. you know, why don't you just pick up the phone and talk to us? I know, or, it's kind of odd, isn't it? So you just got to shake it up a bit. I mean, execs generally are quite busy and quite important, but then they get carried away with their busyness and their self-importance. So, well, well, what I'm saying is we're all busy, but you've got to find time to meet new people, haven't yeah, you? if it's your and, job, especially. Especially if it's your job. I'm thinking about a guy we both um, met, the, the one of the, the co-producers of uh, the Lord of the Rings films, Rick Porras, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, remember yeah. Rick? But, I mean, he, he he's, he's not a shirker, and he's not a time waster, but he took the time to meet both of us because we just dropped him a note when we were in Cannes. Yeah. I mean, that's... And he's kept in touch. And he's kept in touch, and he's a good guy. Yeah. So it's a bit like he can do it. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's just some yeah. people are, are good at reaching out and being open to different people. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. So how did your shine meeting um, go? What um, Obviously, maybe not. can't tell us the details of it, but how did you feel it went? Uh, it went really well. Um, it's called Santa Junior because they put it on the web, so it's it's public knowledge. Right. Uh, so I, with my co-writer Sam, Sam Morrison, we pitched a feature film idea in the family genre, called Santa Junior, which is pretty self-explanatory, especially mm. at Christmas. Um, and the pitch went really well. We were yeah. very happy about it because we were happy because we just felt it was a very good meeting rather than a hopeful pitch mm. because we we didn't think that they would go for a family genre. Once right. I think it was you who told me they were only picking one. That was that was just my assumption. Yeah, I because you said because because they were looking for four genres, you yeah. assumed they wanted one in each, I and I was were... like, no, I think that's just the genres they're interested yeah. in. But, I mean, I'm not saying what. I mean, if you got two awesome ones, you'd go for two, wouldn't you? But, yeah, I mean, well, that was their point of view as well because I did ask in the thing because I thought they were going to give one for each genre, and mm. I thought, well, I'm in with a shout now. Mm. But then when you told me it's only one, I thought, oh god, there's no way they're going to go well, for family. family. Well, I don't know why would you think that because, because it, it, some you, of the biggest biggest hits are family well, films. Exactly, though. but even though the whole thing was big idea and ambitious yeah. and, and high concept and all the rest of it, family genre flicks are just as expensive as kind of. Oh yeah. Or at more expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. And because well, I, I would there's don't. no proven track record of it over here, apart from Nanny McPhee's or whatever it might be. Yeah, I guess and so. And the Harry Potters. Yeah. Again, but so it's like big studios involved. Yeah. So I, think I it guess t- so. It takes a lot of backing and support. Well, only because you really need a star. So if you think, I mean, like a fam, it is a family film, but it's also a crazy comedy elf. Yes. Then that relies on the star, doesn't it? Pushing that forward, and that's our problem over here. Mm. If it was Elf with, you know, some guy you've not heard of, it's not quite as good. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the trouble, isn't it? Anyway, so uh, good stuff there. Sounds sounds good. Have, have you have you heard if you're through? When when do you hear about that? Uh, in the new year. Right, we'll but we won't that. get it. 
you know. All right, you're saying that. <laughs> saying that now. No. Yeah. We won't. <laughs> All right, I'll bet you. I'll bet you some money. Okay. What? How much do you want to bet? Whatever you want to bet. <laughs> tenner. Okay, tenner. It's a tenner. We're shaking hands now, folks. Right. Okay. So it's a ten pounds. So what I'm saying is they're going to call you back, Danny. They're going to call you back. You have another meeting at least. Oh minimum. yeah, that's what we felt was the minimum. You'd be. We, they know who we are now. It's going to move forward. You're not just going to be thrown out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great, right, we'll see anyway, what happens. Move on. You can't lose now. Morning. Now, if Morning. you guys fancy uh, getting a slice of Danny Stack's action... <laughs> <laughs> and who wouldn't, frankly? And who wouldn't, then um, it's coming around now. It is down in this area. We're in the uh, southwest green area, but my understanding is it's similar deadlines across all of the UK. Um, if you're interested in getting some development money or seed funding for a documentary, um, any any feature cinematic creative project then uh, it's lottery funding time up to about 10k it depends where you are well in the they've country. doubled their money now yeah that is that that is because it was they, five it was five so they've doubled it up to 10 because they're but, all becoming now yeah centralized. i'm not again i don't know if that is across the country the doubling up because other people might have already oh, spent right, the majority okay. of it. Well, i'm so not sure was, so we're going to double their money double it up. check it out in your local area anyway uh, for last hurrah um but uh, yeah, a good good source of um, what's uh, it called funding. of the talent development scheme stream. Yeah, Something what it like is, that. it all comes out of a central pot, Danny. But it can go into different areas, and this comes out of the talent development, and um, and then sitting beneath that is script development and seed funding. So mm. two different types, because you might want to do a pilot, for instance, or something like that. However, it's got to be film related. So if you've got a TV. Uh, idea it's not applicable it's it's big screen ideas again um uh, and for people that have already kicked it off really so you've got you've got an in-depth treatment maybe you've had some feedback saying it's really awesome um it, it's just about moving it forward from that really okay uh so that's good people should check that out now you're right danny because it's all been the other big bit of news is Although we're not quite sure how it's going to work. Well, but they're merging the stuff, aren't they? Merging yeah. the different screen agencies. Well, first of all, the UK Film Council is going to be managed by the BFI. That's right. And now all the regional screen agencies are split into three, is that right? Yes. Um, Creative North. Yeah. Creative South. Yeah. And what's the third one? Know. Creative East? I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, I think Southwest Screen is going to become part of Creative South. Yes. Uh, so I guess all this that And then that all sits under Creative England. Creative England is the main is thing. Is the main thing. Scotland has been I know because I was out there as you know before, has already sort of gone through this a little while ago and in fact centralised it all into um a kind of a film and arts together Scottish body. Mm. So they've already sort of done their monkeying around, so we're just sort of doing our monkeying around down here. Right. Um the other bit of the piece of the puzzle, but it doesn't affect us so much, is that Film London is going to look after bringing in investment into the UK. Film London are staying Film London. Film London. I don't know if they're called, going to be still called Film London, but that's what they're going to be doing. Right. So in terms of like trying to get people to shoot over here mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, they look after that part of it. Mm. So not sure quite how it's all going to work. Well, what uh, this means for all of us is business as usual, really in terms of just crack on with all your individual stuff. Oh, we're always going to do that anyway, yeah. mate, even if they all went, from our very, disappeared tomorrow. From our very first on. podcast, we spoke about the ups, the pros and cons of UK Film Council That's right. going down. That's but right. the upshot was, look, we just have to get on with things yeah. anyway. It wasn't a be-all, end-all. 
and it will never be all indoor for any. No, no, you know. no. That's right. Um, writers' room, check that out if you're if you're more TV focused and not film focused. BBC they've got, writers' room, yeah. Yeah, BBC writers' room because they've got a new um, competition, Laughing Stock, which I think is looking at comedy, comedy script, writing. half hour comedy script, yeah. which it sounds like a very good scheme. I'm not even put in for this, although I'm not I'm not sure if I'm eligible because it says if you have a network commission. But I don't have a comedy network commission. Look into it more because um, when I read the small print of those things, it really means you're not a regular, mm. you've not got a regular gig and you're not, you're still moving from one job to yeah, another. Yeah, but so I think you are still eligible, Danny, but check the small print. It is tempting. It's a good one. It's called Laughing Stock. Um, all of these opportunities are available at the usual resources. So, you know, if you're not signed up for your newsletter of your local screen agency mm. or if you don't know where BBC Writers Room is on the net... Shame on you. Just um, very simple, but fine. Just, just check do it Google, out. do whatever, or you know, go. You find it through our blogs or whatever it might be. Yeah, there was another one as well. You wanted to mention. Yeah, there? I just want to mention about a students' uh, scriptwriters festival. They're kicking off down here locally. Oh um, yes. Apparently, they do one up in the north. I wasn't aware of this, um, and now they're going to do one down here. It's in uh, March sort of time, I okay. think, um, and uh, it's going to be very reasonable. So the point is a lot of um, students, as in, you know, real young writers, um, they can't afford the £300 or whatever to go to something like the London one or the Cheltenham one of old um, or go to LA one or any of those other ones. So it's about what, what, what can we do to almost take the message to them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the guys have just sort of got off their asses really, and organised it down here. Um, as a as a weekend, so it'd be the same kind of talks, maybe a little bit lower key, maybe not with some of those bigger names, but ho- hopefully with just as interesting contributors. And I've recommended as well to them having a chat off the record that they do more activities. So it's actually about let's do some stuff rather than just talking about it. Yeah, we'll do some workshopping and that kind of thing, help people out with some scripts they're stuck with. So uh, um, not sure how that's going to go, how well it'll do first year and everything but i think that's a good idea for those that can't always afford to drag themselves up because they'll work out a cheap accommodation system and all this kind of thing so what's happening here is it in bournemouth uh yeah i believe so wow yeah 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 so i'm sure they'll be knocking on your door danny for more words of wisdom groovy (laughs) bring it on now uh we've had um uh oh and for those that give a give a damn We'll be talking about the competition later. Oh, yes. <laughs> All your competition entries. Thank you. So results and uh, more competition. Good. Because uh, I had an email, not from the, not from the uh, podcast, but uh, through my blog. And it's a question here from Connor. Um, but his question so standard. And you get these as well, Danny. We thought we'd kick, use it as a kickoff for a discussion. So it says he's 16 years old. He's studying A-levels at, at Wimbledon College sixth form. Uh, he's what he's doing is film studies, sociology, English lit, and theology, which wow. we which we thought was pretty hardcore. So yeah. that's excellent. Uh, but he's also um, you know an avid creative writer, writing short stories, plays, poetry, whatever whatever he is uh, into at the time in his free time. But his question um, is, what kind of qualifications do people look for when they're looking you know to employ him because he wants to actually think about doing this as as a career. Now, all that other stuff's real great, and we thought that was a good set of A-levels. But, of course, that question does come up, you know, 
is a qualification worth having in terms of getting work. What's your thoughts on that, Danny? I know what I think. Yeah, no, the short answer is no, isn't it, really? I mean, they don't... Qualifications never really come into it for writing. Have you ever... Had to, has anyone ever actually asked you ever? what? Uh, how come you're qualified to be a writer, Danny? Has anyone actually ever asked you that? Uh, no, but they have asked what university I've gone to. They have? And I've said none, because I haven't. Right. Um... What in a meet in a proper like production meeting no, it's, meeting it's, or just people more casual conversation yeah, yeah. yeah. rather yeah. than in a meeting and yeah they're yeah. crossing off a box if I say no. yeah yeah that's what I meant really uh, yeah. yeah no it's never come up officially I can't even remember even in in forms that I've had to fill whether it was an issue or not no it's never really played no. in my mind it, I mean the industry just feeds on talent and it doesn't matter what shape or form yeah. it takes and experience and past results yeah. So, especially if you're a writer, I mean, you could be dyslexic and all the rest of it and not very good at school, which a lot of writers are, I think. Mm. Um, and then just emerge and develop into yeah. good, good writers. Yeah. Um, and good screenwriters in particular, which is a, you know, it's, it's a one particular avenue of writing that you kind of snake down into mm. if you're really interested and passionate about. And it's it's a different format than most writing, so you don't have to be kind of, have a huge vocabulary like being a novelist yeah, or something right. like that yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so it's really down to your instinctive uh tastes and talent with story yeah and um characters yeah and then presenting that in an exciting and visual way and yeah. interesting and stuff so yeah. no but i mean what i mean you know what i'd say to connor but to anyone else in this situation is i think those are interesting topics that he's looking at yeah which will help so that's you. never a wasted time to study anything related or even anything that interests you that's always positive because it's putting stuff in your head that you're going to need to access when you're writing because you yes. can't write in a vacuum mm. so it's all good stuff going in however it almost doesn't matter what results he gets if he's learned it Do you know what i mean if he forgets to turn up for the exam but mm. did really well mm. it wouldn't matter mm. because it's gone in his mind and that's where it matters not what not what not what the qualification says yeah broadening it a little bit now when I was when I went to university many a moon ago there wasn't any script writing degree mm. um, now, there now there's quite a few yeah, yeah. What, 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 useful or not useful well we get questions like this from students who are even doing it don't we? Yeah, that's a bit funny, yeah, because you're thinking, well, you should know, because yeah. I've not done one and you're doing you're one, one so. doing it, and I would have killed to have done one but um, I suppose now I suppose if you're unsure or if you're insecure when you're when you're freshly graduated or just left school, you're still quite young to go, oh, I'm not too sure screenwriting is interesting. Maybe mm. I'll do the course. And so, yeah. you, so that will help you teach or that will help you learn all the basic craft stuff and stuff you can learn from books just going yeah, down yeah, waterstones yeah, yeah. anyway. But also because of the environment there's a good support kind of yeah. with your other students. Yeah, yeah, there's good yeah. guest speakers coming in. Yeah. So there's a good way to make contacts. Yeah. A lot of colleges and courses have good facilities so you yeah. can make short films. That's so, right. I mean, when I left school, I was two, I was only 16. And if I could have done a screenwriting course then, oh God, I would have jumped at it. Yeah. But what I did instead was a secretarial course. And I learned how to type. And that was... The, really useful. And that was the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> Because my typing speed is a da bomb, right. um, and touch typing old school, you know. So right, right, so right. it was great. And then I went from there, oh, into the civil service. Oh dear. Uh, but then I got out of there, 
and then just started making my way and saying, right, if if I'm going to work in the media, I'm just have to work in the media. Yeah. I mean, what about that issue? You touched on it there, and I come across it time and time again. I would say a lot of students haven't got stories worth telling. Yeah. And this is the trouble, and there's no... What do you say to people like that? Because all I can say is, don't worry about it in some ways. Yes. Keep working, but keep exposing yourself to interesting things in life so that you're a writer with stories worth talking about. Absolutely, because the first few scripts are inevitably going to be copies of your favourite stuff. Yeah. Or just very similar, or yeah. homages to it, or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it. Or set in a student flat. Yeah, or anything like that. Um, or misery stuff, you know. Always good. Uh, what do you mean by... Not, you don't mean... Stephen King misery. No, just mean I mean miserable stories miserable about, <laughs> about suicide, um, relationship abuse, all these kind of inverted commas award-winning short films kind of things. Right. And you just think, oh God, can, can we do something else now? Yeah. But also, it's about finding your original voice, then, isn't it? Yeah. So it's finding your voice, and I think going back to the Red Planet Prize and the winning script of that, it had a kind of a strong voice to it in terms of. Um, not just the characters and the story, because the characters and the premise might not sound overly appealing in itself, um, but it's what he did with them and then what, how he presented certain scenes mm. that just made you think, oh, I haven't seen that before, mm. but it was this was really interesting and completely justifiable in the way that he has set up the characters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was just his voice coming through. And you can't, you can't teach it. You mm. cannot teach it. It's just like something you do. I mean, I know my own kind of way of approaching scripts comes from years of reading scripts. Hmm. So I know that if I write some, something in a certain way, I'm just trying to be uh, distinctive with my own kind of stories, like to be truly original or truly kind of interesting or engaging. Hang on a minute, can I ask you more about that, Danny? Yeah. I, I just maybe I've misunderstood. But are you saying you've read a lot of scripts? Yeah. So what you're trying to do is not be like those? Exactly. Right, but does that not seem that in some ways you've got a negative voice because your voice is about not sounding like others rather than sounding true to your own whatever you want to say, which might be the same as other people, but you're like, no, I'm not going to say, I'm going to go, I'm just going to say something weird because no one else has said it. Yeah, no, it's not putting in something in left field, from left field or something strange in just for the sake of it. It's just finding a way of um, describing um things in a screenplay introducing characters developing characters and the action that goes on around it that's not in a samey mm. kind of quality because once you read scripts for a week never mind if it's like 10 years you realize oh my god you know i, I write just like that yeah. or i thought my idea was original and i've just read five yeah, in a row yeah, 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 yeah. so so going, going going back to connor's original question then oh yeah which kickstart poor lad Poor lad, he's just got a couple of old blokes waffling. He wants to know. Do you need qualifications? No. It... <laughs> right, the lesson. <laughs> Is it helpful? Yes. It will help you, yes, but yeah. you, you don't ultimately need it. But it, it will, if you're young enough, it will help you kind of become a better writer or shape certain things. Yeah. Um, if you're 16 like Connor is, go for it, Connor. Just do whatever. You know, first, you know, Travel abroad for a start, and then come back. Yeah, and, that's and, true. Yeah, do all that kind of stuff. I don't that's mean that in a patronising way. No, but that's equal. Do something. Yeah, yeah. Interest, and that, that's as equally going to be equally useful to you as an A level in theology. Mm. Um, but as we've both concluded, anything that you do is interesting. It's yeah. going to be useful. Exactly. Right. Let's uh, 
Let's have a look at this competition, Danny. Competition time. You see, I told you it was a jingle. Yes, competition time. And now, last time we asked you to think of um, a, a sequel to Casablanca. Yeah. Casablanca 2, colon, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you wanted in the genre style. And a tagline. Um, well, we've had a few entries in, and um, we're feeling that our favourite was one from uh, Liz Holiday. Liz! Uh, Danny, why don't you give it a a, a readout in because now you now you've set yourself up as Mr. <laughs> Weird Voices now. Do you see what you've done? So you're gonna have to read that out in a trailer voice. Okay, now. Liz Holiday. Casablanca two, mutant apocalypse. Round up the unusual suspects. Great. Although <laughs> I'm still a bit toyed with her other one actually that she sent in that we like. It's Casablanca two. Rick strikes back. He gave her up to end the war. Now a start a war to win her back. A yeah. Kind of an action film. That's there. quite cool. Sort of like um. Uh, the Expendables, I'm picturing something like that. Yeah. There. Uh, I, I quite like Steve Lawrence's one. Big budget monster movie, Casablanca 2. Revenge of the Nazi Super Squid 3D. Here's looking at you, Squid. Yeah. I, I should do this for a living. I'm, I'm wasting my this. time. You could What are you doing? <laughs> you could write them and then do them. Yes. So um, I like that one, but we thought um, Mutant Apocalypse Round Up the Unusual Suspects was kind of short and sweet, but also yeah. kind of little bit funny. Yeah, used the kind of original quite well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we have a few runners up as well. Mark Stay, Philip Rutter, Paul Campbell. Yeah, so uh, be someone will be in touch with you about stuff. Yeah, Ren- <laughs> Ronaldo. Ronaldo from Moviescope, I think. Moviescope, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll sort, sort you out. Now, we've got another competition. Yeah, yeah, the same this thing. Time, this time. Uh, and uh, I've, I've devised the question, much to Danny's embarrassment, because my question, reflecting back on the year, which is how we started the podcast... Is Danny Stack wrote and directed a short film this year, uh, which I was very excited about. What is the title of this short film? Yes, yeah, a very hard question there. I, I would think you'll agree. Uh, and if you've been following us online for any amount of time, you'll know the answer yeah, to that. But you still get to win the awesome prizes. Yes. So, so, I mean, it's like you still get your movie scope, you still get your... Um, well, let's remind them. You get the movie... Movie magic. Movie magic screenwriting software, yeah. which is really good. Um, movie scope trial subscription and um, probably some uh, like screenwriting a, DVD. You get a screenwriting DVD, which is it. interviews with all famous yeah. screenwriters. So, so that's worth a shout. Yes. And for then, such a simple question. And then there's runners-up for... The subscriptions to Moviescope. So yeah. thanks, thanks to Moviescope for all of that. That's really generous. Yeah, it's keeping the podcast open as well yeah. because our bandwidth is getting hammered right now. So I'm glad that they're uh, backing us up. up. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic great. news. So send the entries to ukscriptwriters at hotmail.com. Yeah, and any suggestions? Any or other questions? As well? uh, like uh, obviously, we spent all all of this uh, session looking at Connor's question. Maybe Connor's you've got question. a question as well of a topic. Um, that uh, we need to cover. Now, let's end on reviews. Reviews! Oh, no, I'm actually getting quite sick of this. <laughs> Can't stop me it now. The beast Christmas, is unleashed. The Christmas. Is this going to continue in the new year? Really? Or is it I might be downbeat in the new year. Good, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, reviews. Now, it's, it's film award time for me. Yes, explain so, your fancy BAFTA screeners that you're Right, seeing. so what I... Yeah, so because... Um, I best film after film best film best actor whatever and all this kind of stuff like like most of the BAFTA members do uh, you got to see them yes so try and see as many as can in the cinema I went to see Tron the other day but I won't dwell on that too long uh, but um, uh, uh, can't see them all 
So they, they, they pop some in the post to you on DVD and let you catch up. If you're a BAFTA films, member. If you're a BAFTA which member. you are because you were nominated for a BAFTA. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, you're a member you for life. Try, you don't need to... Well, I'm just bigging you up now. Yeah, but I have to pay each year. Oh, do it's you? It's not free membership. I thought it was free. No. Oh, BAFTA, what's all that about? No. no. Right, so, uh, but a film that I really wanted to see, but I missed when it was down here in the art house uh, cinema, Paul Lighthouse... Um, was uh, an animated film called The Illusionist. Yes. Now, I'm a big fan of the French comedy film uh, actor and writer and director Jack Tatty. Yeah. And he had a script that he never made. He, he wrote it, but he didn't He didn't get around to uh, filming it before he passed away. Um, but this has sort of been dug up, unearthed, and then the uh, the guy behind Belle, Bellevue Rendezvous, which is called The Triplets of Belleville in America, yeah, yeah. same film, um, He's animated it, and it's set in part in in Paris, London, and then most of it's set in Edinburgh. Uh, it's just got a lovely look and feel to it. Yeah. But and that's fine, and it's mostly silent because that's sort of Jack Tatty's style. So it's very, very. There's only a few words of dialogue in it. It's mostly looks and action and strangeness. But there's a lovely kind of downbeat simplicity to the story that actually is highly effective. And we've talked about today already, sort of writing dialogue and 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 finding your voice. Yeah. And the difference between those two things. There's so little dialogue, yet has such a strong voice to it, in the in the in the method of its storytelling, which is seems to be really about kind of just this old man that's a fading magician and this young Scottish girl that hooks up with him. It's kind of running away from home, and. Um, just the both of them realising that times are changing for them both. And yeah. that's it. Mm. And just as sort of, it was so elegant and so different to perhaps all the other stuff we try and jam in so much into our stories. Yeah. I just thought, hey, let's get back to basics there. And, mm. oh, it was a really moving film to watch. And that doesn't happen often where you're actually moved and feel different about things after you've watched it. How long was it? It's a ninety-minute film, eighty-minute 80 minute film, full-length film. So you'd say with more of a drama animation rather than a kind of um, Pixar animation. Oh yeah, I mean, although those, those, that's the weird thing, you know, those have been moving films, films like Up, yeah. and the ending of Toy Story Three. Yeah, you know, are both um, poignant as well. Yeah, and I tell you, that's a that's a not often used tool, sort of poignancy reflection. Thinking about your life. Well, that's a good point to raise, actually, going back to the original voice thing. If you can make somebody moved or uh, evoke some sort of emotion on the page while you're reading a script, that's a yeah. winner. That's yeah. a real yeah. winner. Yeah, but you're saying that, Danny, like, I mean, that's crazy talk in a way, because that's what we're all trying to do mm. most of the time. Mm, but it's how you see how difficult it is. Yeah. And I often think, oh, well, this is a conclusion, quite depressing maybe for pure writers is almost like sitting on your own with using words on a page is not sometimes the best way to try and really explore what is poignant. Mm. You know, I'm thinking about, the, it's, it's a legendary story about, you know, Charlie Chaplin doing a hundred takes of something. Why did it take him a hundred takes? Because he was actually trying to work out the mechanism of getting across this plot point, mm. which was why would the flower lady think he was a wealthy gentleman and she's blind? But in the end, he worked out this kind of, complicated bit of business with getting out of a posh limo because mm. he jumped in the other door to get out of the way of you know a queue and it's like uh right you you can imagine sitting there you'd never work that out 
but you get a busy street and you get some props and you get the girl sitting there and you can you can you can get there mm. do, do you know what i mean yeah and uh, the, the, it's kind of jack tatty is a performer i can see how he worked on this script which would have been pretty much acting it yeah and then jotting down what he did okay. and i think that's like a, the lesson that i took away from it sometimes writing is not just sitting writing no. it's about doing other things to expose yourself to the ideas to, to to do some stuff and try and get it to work it's what works that matters not how good you write it yeah. do, you, do you see what i'm saying absolutely yeah right so that's kind of a bit convoluted but anyway i recommend it i'm almost thinking it's one of the best films i saw last year okay so that's that's the strength that I'm putting behind it. Great. Illusionist then. The Illusionist, the same title as the film from a few years ago, yeah. but different different film. Check it out. Out on DVD in just in the new year if you want to check it out then. All right. Your one. Uh, my one is a recommendation for some alternative Christmas movies or Christmas fair, uh, which is Rare Exports. Oh, yeah. Which is a Finnish film, which is to say that it's a film from Finland. Not, not not a film. It's not completed. Not a film that's just been finished. Although that's a miracle in itself these days. Um, so rare exports. It's a it's a unique and lovely. Lovely is a kind of bad word to say about. It. It's like you know when they talked about let the right one in the horror mm. and everybody said it was lovely. You just think well you don't want to say horror is lovely. No. So but it was. But it, yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of treading on the same territory. It's kind of a dark uh, Santa Claus film. Um, set in Lapland, uh, but it's all set in kind of modern day, kind of an isolated part of Lapland. And American diggers are digging deep into a mountain and they uncover uh, Santa Claus frozen in the ice for over thousands of years. So when he thaws out, he's uh, he's not happy. No. <laughs> and he, he kind of goes, well, he doesn't go on a rampage, actually. He's kind of um, caught, which is not a spoiler. It's that's the beginning of the film, really. Uh, so he's caught, and then the kind of story unfolds from there. But it's really a coming of age film for the for the kid who's involved, oh, right. uh, who's quite a young protagonist, really. But there's enough older older characters in it to make to carry it right, through all the right. way, and especially as dark and violent as it gets in some places. Um, but it looks amazing. It's really nicely shot and really nicely directed. Uh, I think writing wise, it comes up a bit short, right? Just a little bit. It feels like a two act film. Uh, and they could have kind of developed, right, developed right, it a bit more. Right. It is, because it's only 85 minutes long. But it's based on um, a short, isn't it? It's based on two short films, which you yeah. can watch online now, and I recommend that you do, called Rare Exports as well. One is kind of showing you the hunters of Santa Claus type thing. And then the, the next one is safety instructions of how to deal with right, Santa right, Claus. Right, right. Which is so kind of cute and clever yeah, idea. Yeah. But it's shot in a really cinematic kind of, high budget way right right and because it's lapland and the snow and that all looks great it already looks, it looks yeah, amazing yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's kind of alternative christmas uh viewing brilliant uh, which you know seek out and and watch i'm sure it's at a cinema near you over christmas anyway another christmas one is the nativity on tv uh written by tony jordan uh red planet guru a uh, red planet prize guru uh but check that out it's on consecutive nights um, so if you've missed it by the time you're listening to this, check it out on iPlayer. Mm. But just watch what Tony does, really, in terms of bringing this story that we all know and how he's bringing it to life or showing you things that you're kind of, you wouldn't uh, be aware of before. And think of all the things that we were talking about. What would you bring to it in terms mm. of, you know, because the way he characterizes Mary and Joseph, they're really sweet. Joseph, Joseph is really funny and charming. 
Mary's kind of young and innocent and you mm. really care about them as a couple. There's some nice kind of gags and dialogue going on. And then the story as a whole is kind of moving forward. And the structure of it is four parts, really. And so all those things you can start watching and enjoying and then thinking about as well in terms of, hmm, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how a leading writer does it. So there. So is that the end now of our Christmas That's podcast? the end. We'll see you in the new year just to recap some things. Write to us yes. at UK scriptwriters at hotmail.com. Yeah, that took two of us to work that out. <laughs> I was going to put podcast on the end. I thought, no, that's not there. So let's just go again. UK scriptwriters at hotmail.com. My, my, my apologies there. Um, thanks to Movie Scope for supporting us this year and into next year. That's yeah. been really uh, useful to us and hopefully useful to yourselves to keep listening. Um, anything you want to end on? I think we should end with the sleigh bells again. All oh, right, here they are. Giddy up, Tim, yeah. <laughs>